Hello, my name is Nikki Gay and welcome to this podcast produced by the International Monetary Fund. The economies of sub-Saharan Africa have performed well in recent years, but not so long ago, many were drowning in debt. During the 70s, many countries in the region borrowed money to unsustainable levels and found themselves unable to repay what they owed. How did they get out of their predicament? And where are they now? And how can we avoid a repetition of this problem? Hervé Jolie from the IMF's African Department provides an overview of the fight against debt in Africa. A country gets over-indebted when it borrows too much uh, with regard to its capacity to repay. If you look at what happened in the 60s and the 70s, many of these countries borrowed indeed quite a lot. And the issue is that they borrowed for expenditures which did not necessarily increase the capacity to repay. Some of this borrowing was to finance additional consumption or prestige expenditures, but not necessarily productive investment. In the 70s and in the the 80s, these countries faced a number of uh, negative uh, exogenous shocks. You can think, for instance, of the uh, oil price shocks in the 70s. Obviously, domestic factors also played a role. Political instability, poor governance, inadequate macroeconomic management. Now, a final part which needs to be mentioned is that creditors also uh, played a role. That is, rich countries that lent to uh, to uh, these poor countries. Because some of their loans were indeed for development purposes, but to be honest, some of these loans were also for uh, other reasons, like supporting their own uh, domestic industries and uh, exports. The outcome of all that was that a number of these uh, countries accumulated excessive debt levels. And this became very clear in the second half of the 1980s. The group of uh, rich countries that have lent to uh, poor countries, called the Paris Club, tried to address the situation by rescheduling uh, their debts to these poor countries. And these reschedulings become recurrent and on increasingly favorable financial terms. But these were not sufficient. So it means that really at the end of the 80s, despite these efforts, uh, those poor countries, most of them were in Africa, were still facing unsustainable debt levels, which were eating up a lot of their export proceeds. So by the end of the 90s, they, the new, some new debt relief initiatives were introduced. So what were they and how did they start working? It took a while for, for the international community to realize that something more than the Paris Club reschedulings was needed. But eventually, a consensus emerged. This led to the birth of the HIPIC initiative. HIPIC is an acronym meaning uh, heavily indebted poor countries. This uh, initiative was introduced in 1996 and has been managed since by the World Bank and the the IMF. The main goal of the initiative was to reduce permanently debts to sustainable level. A major breakthrough in this initiative compared to the Paris Club reschedulings was the idea that all the external creditors were supposed to participate. So not only the rich uh, countries, but also the multilateral creditors like the IMF, like the World Bank, the multilateral development banks, uh, but also the private creditors. So everybody was supposed to do its share uh, to reduce uh, debt levels to sustainable levels. Subsequently, the HIPIC initiative was uh, complemented by another debt relief initiative called the Multilateral Debt Relief Initiative, and, and this was introduced in 2006. And it started with the IMF, the World Bank, the African Development Bank, and, uh, and later on the Inter-American Bank uh, joined uh, the initiative. And there the idea was that all the debts contracted from these institutions before a certain date uh, were supposed to be cancelled entirely. 
So what is the implementing status today? Has this worked? And what has been the impact of those debt relief initiatives? As of today, 39 countries were eligible or potentially eligible uh, for the initiative. And 35 of them have actually reached the final stage of the HIPIC initiative and the MDRI. Uh, if you take these 35 countries, actually 30 of them are African countries. If you look at the debt stocks, the burden of debt uh, as a share of GDP, the debt ratio of these countries is expected to decrease by 90%. So it's a, it's a very substantial reduction of debt ratios, both debt service and debt stocks. When the initiative started, debt service was actually absorbing more resources than health and education expenditures. If you look at the situation today, health and education expenditures are five times higher than debt service, reflecting the fact that they have increased a lot and debt service has, uh, has decreased substantially. So if I understand properly, the burden of debt is actually alleviated and low-income countries can actually now invest in more important sectors for the development. But are there any remaining challenges? There are still challenges with regard to uh, the implementation of the, the initiative. Although it's largely completed, as I said, 35 out of 39 countries uh, have reached the final stage. For those 35 countries, as I said, all the external creditors are expected to provide that relief. But that relief is uh, provided on a voluntary basis. So far, the Paris Club creditors, the large multilateral institutions like the Fund, uh, the IMF and the World Bank have provided 100% of what is expected. But there are groups of creditors, private creditors, smaller multilateral institutions and non-Paris Club official creditors that have not yet delivered their full share of relief. And these creditors amount to about 25% of the total amount of that relief which is expected. So getting them to uh, full relief is certainly uh, an important objective. Taking all this into account, what lessons have been learned and will this ever happen again? I think these are very good questions and, and we have certainly learned a lot from the process. First and foremost is that uh, debt sustainability uh, requires continuous efforts and vigilance. So it's not a given, it's not something which you have once and for all, it's something that you need to, to preserve. The fund has tried to, uh, to help as much as possible its members uh, through a range of, uh, of activities. We have developed a number of analytical tools, uh, for instance, to assess debt sustainability. And we do that uh, jointly with the World Bank. And we try also to involve our member countries in the exercise on an annual basis. We have also uh, developed other tools like what we call medium-term debt strategies. And we provide technical assistance to uh, the interested countries to, to build capacity in the debt management area. And that was Hervé Jolie of the International Monetary Fund with a short history of the recent fight against debt in sub-Saharan Africa. And to hear more podcasts, you can log on to www.imf.org slash podcasts.